0: Episode 145. We're back, boys. Retro gaming. Here we are. It's been a month, because I was violently ill with the bad thing that's going around. Which is? Uh, It's like a really bad cold that puts people out. Kind of the flu, I guess. Yeah, it was was a stomach virus for many, and then uh, the cold hit afterwards. So, a double dose oh. of sickness going around, especially where I work. It's been rough goings. But we're back. We're here to talk. Uh, we're skipping my episode for now, and that's okay. Because, Colin, we got yours. Yes. What is it?
1: Hi. High-octane scaries. I like games it. That can Games that can scare you, even when you're armed to the teeth. Hey, hey. It's Halloween month. We gotta have some kind of scary game topic.
0: Yeah, we're getting closer, and Joey's got an amazing topic uh, closer to Halloween that uh, he totally chose on his own with no help.
1: Completely, (laughs) completely,
0: absolutely. How you guys been?
1: Been all right. Yeah, not too bad. It's been kind of a tough work week. Well, really, nose to the grindstone. Same, same,
0: same. I had to go to New Hampshire for work uh earlier this week shot uh you know take some skill to be able to shoot a military-grade assault weapon that uh the guy has to brace you in order to shoot it um mm-hmm. yeah I got to, I had to do that the new six hour weapons wow uh, ah. very frightening from a guy <laughs> who doesn't uh enjoy these things but they're like oh man they're so excited and this <laughs> like, thing's like as tall as me. I took took pictures and threw it in the Discord. Uh, I'll send I'll send it to you guys because this thing was just a monstrosity of how tall this thing was. Uh, this was I <laughs> shot like four of their weapons, but um, let's see here where where it be. Here it is. There we go. So I put that in Discord. I mean, th- it, like. I'm 5'7". Oh, man. This thing had to be at least five feet tall. Or long.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's Absolutely Yeah, that, That's a big chonker of a gun.
0: Yeah, I'd shoot it, I shot it three times, and I was like, oh my god, my shoulders hurt.
1: <laughs> From oh, the weight
0: and the kickback. It was, it was it was insane. They're just like, oh man, isn't it great? I'm like, uh, yeah, sure.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ow. <laughs> So that's what I did, that was a long day That was like a fucking 15 hour work day Involving traffic and travel It was Nobody wants to hear any of that, they want to hear about video games What have you guys been playing?
1: Well I I got further into the messenger On Switch
0: Sweet, tough game, (laughs) tough as hell
1: Eh, not that tough That's right. You're good at, at least, video
0: games, unlike me.
1: At least I've played <laughs> tougher anyway. <laughs> it's kind of funny uh after beating after getting to a certain point and beating a certain boss, the the game goes from NES graphics and audio to Genesis <clears throat> graphics and audio. Oh, that's kind of cool. After a, after a time warp, so that was that was an interesting way of doing things. So I'm looking forward to see where that goes. I mean <laughs> the the Genesis audio is very authentic. I mean if I didn't know that there was a modern game, I would have thought it came straight out of the nineties.
0: Cool. That's uh that's well designed then. Good success. For sure. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. And I'm still playing uh Spider-Man on PS4. I I finished the main campaign and I'm partway through one of three of the City That Never Sleeps DLC.
0: Isn't the second That's one coming it. out in a couple months? Uh,
1: I think so. Yeah, sooner than that, I think.
0: Because Assassin's yeah, nice. Creed Mirage came out and it got uh, less than desirable reviews, from what I can read. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. There was a lot of yeah, there was a lot of heavy anticipation for Mirage this year, and what. Ubisoft is going to do, but I'm gonna have to look more into it because I'm a big fan of the Assassin's Creed series, and this doesn't seem to be getting. uh yeah, it seems
2: the high pressure. But uh, Spider-Man Two comes out in 12 days.
0: Oh shit! That's uh, that is definitely less than two months.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: you getting it, Joey?
2: Uh, yeah. All right. Day one. You're day one guy. Uh, probably. I'll probably get a day one. I don't know. I haven't decided. I'm not pre-ordering it, but
0: <coughs> Oh, you're not going to pre-order it? No. Oh, excuse me. Oh, <laughs> uh, why not?
2: I don't know. Just don't think I want to pre-order games.
0: Mm. Are you huh. going to get it on the X ex- No, PS5. PS5. Right. PS5 exclusive. That's right. Timed exclusive? Not remember.
2: Uh, it, it will be exclusive and it probably will be on PC in 4 years.
0: Okay. That's fine.
2: Because that's usually (laughs) how they'd handle it.
0: Yeah.
1: I'll probably wait for the Game of the Year edition.
0: (laughs) True. just comes with the DLC. I know Horizon Forbidden West just had that, uh, or is coming out soon.
2: That's good.
1: I've been doing the same with that. Yeah. Mm. I also played a tiny bit of Armored Core 6. Sweet. Haven't been paying as much attention to it as I probably should, but... I did a few of the tutorials that teach on how the the lighter builds with the higher agility work and how the one tank treads build operates so that'll give me a little bit of help in determining what kind of stuff to kit my mech out with for certain missions whether i need a light and fast build or a heavy Armored build.
0: Well, I can tell you this, because <clears throat> I got a little further in it before a couple of um, before a couple other games uh, took over my interest, but uh, the, the whole purpose of Armored Core 6 is to come up with a build that can absolutely exploit whatever boss you're coming to.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's meant. the game's meant for you to build Whatever you need in order to break the game, essentially,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's
0: kind of fun. It's the opposite of how Dark Souls and stuff operates,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs>
0: from soft, yeah,
1: yeah. And I, I finally realized what the stun meter reminded me of, it oh. was straight out of Sekiro.
0: Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I wish I was good enough just for that-, that game. <laughs> <laughs> Because I really enjoyed that.
1: Yeah. And I I watched the newest Nintendo Direct, but I should probably save that for after you guys give your games. Nah,
0: no, talk about it now. Okay. Go for it.
1: Well, just uh, recently on... Actually, not that recently anymore. It, came, no, like it was on September go. 14th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they came out with a new Nintendo direct with a bunch of stuff that wasn't mentioned in the previous one they've got uh they've got Mario vs. Donkey Kong, which is sort of like a Mario and Wario type deal but more updated
0: hmm yeah they had a Mario Donkey Kong kind of uh deal on the i think it was the d s think some games came out with that. It was like a puzzle game. Yeah. Yeah, so I imagine they're playing off that.
1: Probably, yeah. Yeah. And then there's uh, Princess Peach Showtime, which is uh, sort of a little adventure game type deal where she'll she goes to like this stage production, but then some evil magical entity takes over the whole thing, and now Peach has to use her wits and various transformations to to take them out like at some point she'll turn into a detective and in another she'll turn into an acrobat mm. so that should be good quirky fun
0: i suppose mm-hmm. i'm skeptical
1: and there's Very another skeptical. one <laughs> another one called uh, super super crazy rhythm castle Mm. Which is uh, pretty much what it sounds like. It's a a rhythm game combined with a turn-based RPG. So that should be an interesting time. And then (coughs) they announced Tomb Raider 1 through 3 Remastered.
0: I saw that. That's coming out on, like, everything, I believe.
1: Yeah. That should be fun.
0: Yeah, they've been remastered a bunch of times. Oh, no. Yes? No, the first one has for sure. Although, who who could possibly want a remake of the first one when you have the great Sega Saturn version that everyone yeah. definitely has?
1: I know, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic, Joey. You you have like fond memories of Tomb Raider on the Saturn.
2: No, you
0: do, liar. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> Love Tomb Raider. That- Love that series.
1: And then they've got Contra Operation Galuga, which is basically a two and a half D reimagining of the first Contra game.
0: Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of weird remakes. Yeah. Although there is one remake re-release that's coming out that uh, finally I did see that. Which is? Paper Mario.
1: Oh yeah, Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door. That's Damn right. A, a remaster. Because that game
0: is like $150 to get on the GameCube. Fuck that.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That should be fun.
0: Yeah, I am 100% getting that because I don't have it. Uh, we played it for the podcast. Phenomenal game. I'm looking forward to this actually being re-released. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm even going to get a Super Mario RPG, because, well, that one's also fuck expensive, and I have the Japanese version. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, my Nintendo Switch will be a Paper Mario device, it seems.
1: Cool. I also saw something called Unicorn Overlord, which is like this uh, Fire Emblem... uh, Fire emblem but turn-based rpg action i'm not sure how to describe it but it's made by vanillaware
0: yeah they stole really they stole the mind. name of my uh, second cat i'm getting i'm very upset with this
1: <laughs> <coughs> yeah and then there's uh f099 which is like takes the super nintendo style of f0 and then makes it into An online, like, brawling-type deal, if that makes any sense. You're just supposed to try and knock all the other players off the course, or make them explode. And they've also announced Wargroove 2.
0: Yeah, I saw Wargroove 2 was coming out. I really liked the first one. I'm not sure I liked it good enough to get a sequel. Uh, especially yeah. when I have all these Fire Emblem games to play, which are very superior. But yeah, I liked, <laughs> I very much liked War and I have such a heavy backlog. I don't think I'll ever get to that game.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> and then there's uh, Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown. It's sort of it's like a two and a half D uh, Prince of Persia, sort of a throwback to the original series. And it looks yeah, interesting. that looks
0: that looks super interesting. I, I I did see that as well. I guess I saw more of this Nintendo Direct in on Twitter than uh, actually watching it. But yeah, the Prince of Persia one piqued my interest. It's a th- it's a throwback cool. puzzle g- adventure game rather than <clears throat> what they've done with um, the series in the PS2 area post.
1: And what else was there? Let me see. I think I've pretty much mentioned all the all the ones that stand out to me. Yeah, I mean, Paper a Mario buttload Thousand of others Outdoor
0: stuck out to me the most and uh the new Mario game coming out. Yeah, yeah. So Joey that should
1: be fun. Yes.
0: How you doing?
2: Doing alright. What you, been you playing? doing? playing? What have I been playing?
0: Did you beat inscription?
2: I did beat inscription.
0: Like the whole thing?
2: Uh, not 100%, but yeah, I beat it. So I got that, like, mod gameplay type thing. <clears throat> but I missed some stuff in the second stage, so there was some stuff in the third stage I couldn't right. do. So, Bizar- I bizarre know, change in the
0: game, isn't there? Yeah. So, Colin, for, for in case you don't know, <clears throat> uh, it's it looks like a modern game, right? And then yes. at the... I don't know, a third point, which I thought was the half point. It becomes this retro NES SNES card game. Completely changes a lot of the the rules and operations (coughs) and how you play. It's almost like an RPG adventure with cards.
1: That's, That's funny.
0: And then it changes again where you're in like, I don't know. How would you describe this, Joey? Not a computer mainframe, but some...
2: Yeah, you're inside a computer because and you deal with robots.
0: Yeah, and the the operations change yet again.
1: <laughs> but that's funny. <laughs>
0: all while this is going on, there's some plot developing with a like YouTuber who collects cards, and the government's like after him or some shit. It's like some I think conspiracy the, of death.
2: The gaming company yeah. or a gaming company was after him.
0: Yeah. So, I yeah. beat it as well, Joey.
2: <laughs> did you uh, cheese it with the uh ano the Ouroboros? Oh, Ouroboros. yeah.
0: Yeah, of course I did.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that card every time you use it, you place it down, it grows stronger or every time it dies it grows stronger? Yeah, so you
0: can sacrifice so... it and it gains uh health and attack. So And it goes
2: back to your hand.
0: Right. Well, you could you could get it to do that, yeah. Yeah. Uh but the the major the major thing was is keeping your deck small enough where you can pull that as much as possible, and then the game absolutely breaks when you do that. And I was like, ah, this is how you beat it. I got it. Yeah, I
2: saw. I saw someone <laughs> get up to like one hundred twenty seven and one hundred twenty seven.
1: That's funny.
0: Yeah, in the um in the retro version, you can also use like magic builds or something where you can. <clears throat> You can cheese defense, where you can just get these... Uh... <laughs> oh my god. <coughs> my throat's all scratchy. I'm dying. You can get um, defense, where you can just collect bones every turn until the game doesn't let you, and then you can hit for, like, 90 and get extra points. Takes a little bit, but you can... <laughs> you can. You, the game's made to be exploiting this card game. <clears throat> like, it's not totally uh, made right. But yeah, I beat that too. Uh, amazing what you accomplish when you're, uh, when you're sick, when you just have all this time to sit on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. What else, Joey? Uh,
2: Payday 3, played that with its shitty launch.
0: Okay. What happened with this fucking thing?
2: Uh, don't know. Their servers died. I have no idea, and I don't know why it took so long for them to fix it. And everyone was pissed off because they're like, it's always, always online. And they're like, what happens if things go down? They're like, oh, they won't go down. And then they went down day one. So the servers were fine for all the uh, pre-sale folks. We got three days early. So they got three days without really any issues. And then once everyone else came on, it just took them like a week to get the servers to be good.
0: Because there's a <clears throat> there's quite a few people in in the Redleaf Discord, uh, playing Payday Three, but <laughs> they're just like they were they were make, everybody was making fun of the launch.
2: Yeah, it was so terrible. So I think now they might be looking at potentially doing an offline mode. Um, yeah, are don't upset. say. <laughs> they probably gonna make some changes to the experience because right now it's only through achievements, and. Uh, sometimes you go through a mission, you don't get any experience because you didn't like kill enough guards or do that. So I think they might be changing that up. But I think, I think it's a lot of fun. I like that you can do a lot without your mask on. So there's a whole like different level of stealth to it. So that's fun. So I'm enjoying it after the servers decided to start working. So
0: (laughs) I, uh, (laughs) I really enjoyed the discourse online about, uh, crazy, passionate uh, Payday 3 fans being very upset with the poor reviews it was getting. And I'm like, what do you expect? The game came out essentially broken. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't play it. Of course it's going to get bad reviews.
2: I haven't updated my review yet. I was waiting for first couple patches to see.
0: <laughs> I saw someone gave it a 5 out of 10 or some equivalent of that where they go, it gets a 0 for the launch. And then now that the game works, it gets a nine out of ten.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that uh, that was entertaining. I just liked people being super offended by poor game reviews. I'm like, well, the game doesn't work, guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I uh, like I said beat inscription. Uh, that was game one, and then I was switching between. Tears of the Kingdom, I've gotten much, much further in that now. I'm probably 30-something hours in, finally. Um, I have beaten three dungeons, wind, water, and fire. Uh, so I have one left, the Gerudo Village. So I'll be there. And I think I've come to the conclusion with Tears of the Kingdom that I like Breath of the Wild more. Naya. Yeah, I mean, I get... I get Tears of the Kingdom and the whole building mechanic and uh, there's a lot of, there... the way the game is designed, especially with its levels, it kind of forces you into a lot of these building mechanics, which I understand completely. It's crucial to this iteration of the game. It's just when I'm in like something like the Fire Temple and I'm getting kind of annoyed with the circumstances of the puzzles to go from sector to sector. And how to get there, or in or in other other cases, uh, in general of travel, where I'm trying to now just build things to exploit the levels. So with the fire, with the with the fire temple, for example, I just put two fans together and slapped a controller on there, and now I have a hovercraft that broke everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, now there's no puzzle. I just go to this thing. So once once I once I got fed up. <clears throat> with this, how this uh, uh, minecart operation worked, I'm like, I wonder if this will actually work, and it does. So there's a lot of, so as soon as I kind of got in my head that a lot of these, these uh, contraptions that I could, you know, just come up with in my head, uh, through Armored Core Six builds, <laughs> um, sure. the game became immensely easier and very exploitative. And I'm like, do I want to play this way? But then the game kind of makes you in a lot of cases <clears throat> while in breath of the wild, I think I liked its simplicity a lot more. Like, gotcha. yeah. Um, travel still the exact same, uh, with, I also think a lot, a lot of the areas are much more spread out compared to breath of the wild, including temples and the whatnot. Uh, I did really get a kick out of the water temple's boss. Have you guys seen videos of this thing?
1: No. No.
0: So it's like this tiny squid thing that emits this mud. And it's because a lot of Zelda bosses are these like giant like dragon like creatures almost. And then I come across this guy and it's pure comedy. And it's a way (laughs) different sort of fight. Uh, You have to use. <clears throat> obviously the key to a lot of these temple bosses is utilizing your friend and his ability uh to help you beat him. So I like that. Um yeah, I, I it's definitely not my game of the year, but it's <clears throat> it's it's well obviously it's well made and it's very good. I just prefer Breath of the Wild and its simplicity. And it was new at the time, you know what I mean? It was, the whole concept was different. <clears throat> uh, and then I am almost done with Liza P. Okay. Are you familiar with Liza P? Have you heard of this? Or just me talking about it?
2: Just you talking about it? Yeah.
0: So it's uh, Dark Souls, but Pinocchio. <laughs> uh huh. And it rules. It absolutely rules. <laughs> It's a combination of Bloodborne and Sekiro to a small extent, mostly on the Bloodborne side. There's even Bloodborne-esque easter eggs you can get and it's it's pound for pound like the best non-from software souls game I've ever played. It's made so well. The weapon mechanics are super fun with trying out different weapons and builds. You can what you can do is you come across a weapon and it has a handle associated with it. You can, dis- besides getting kind of boss fight weapons, uh, the common ones you can disassemble the handle and then mix mix and match that with any other type of blade or sword or what what have you in the game. And you can adjust stats through these things called cranks. And that'll give you a stronger, a stronger build, a technique or technique build, or um, like an elemental build to it. So the amount of, I guess, customization to how you want to play, uh, is very enjoyable. <clears throat> so the handle will give you uh, a different type of swing, uh, for weapon for a weapon. So if you have this giant, uh, uh bone cutting blade, then <laughs> If you put like a police baton at the end, you can you can swing it like a baton, and it's quite quite funny.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, Pinocchio has this uh, mechanical arm to him because he's a puppet, <clears throat> and the mechanical arm has its has its own abilities that you can you can uh, muster up. So for the majority of the game, I was using this uh, this shield type thing, and it can explode if you activate it at the right time during a fight. And then eventually you can parry with it, and then if you upgrade it fully, you can charge it up, <coughs> and it leaves an explosion. But now I've switched to this, it's like a pulley, pulley system arm, and the first ability is the whole, like, scorpion get over here thing to smaller enemies, which is really nice when you don't want to be ambushed. And then the second one is if you hold it down, you will go to them, uh, so you can get the jump on them. Then if you fully upgrade it, it becomes like something out of Sekiro where you uh, leap to them, go like 10 feet in the air, and then you come down slashing hard. It's pretty sick. Love using that in boss fights. And let me tell you, these boss fights are incredible. <clears throat> it's I like how it's more than just what you do in Dark Souls games where you kind of just circle around the butt and poke them. This is more about kind of a Sekiro-like parry system block system, so you can lead to weapon breakage of the enemy, or uh, help you with uh, what's called guard regain, where if you um, perfect block, or what have you, you can get the opportunity to get your health back that was blocked uh, uh, after you hit the enemy again. So that's a cool, lots of cool mechanics uh, put into this, and a lot of Different system systems that improve quality of life compared to many Dark Souls-like games, and Dark Souls in particular. Like, for example, Colin, since you're very much seasoned with these games as well, uh, the souls, or in this case, ergo, when you have enough to level up your character in a stat, it turns a different color. When oh, you, yeah? yeah, when you go into a boss battle, and if you die. The souls are not in the boss room. You can they they're just outside it before you enter. So if you're like, okay, I'm getting my ass kicked, I want to go level up some more. You can go get your souls, and <clears throat> and uh, then go try to level up. Uh, if if you nice. die, yeah, if you die, um, depending on, so if you go t- if you die and then you want to go get your souls back, if you come across enemies again. Uh yes. Yeah, and they hit you you will see that your souls are decreasing with each hit, but if you finish killing that enemy, uh you'll get it back again. So a nice. lot of yeah, a lot of co- there's there's a lot more shortcuts to make it more uh not easier but uh more common for quality of life improvement for the game itself itself. Uh, And there's actual, like, story instead of uh, just reading lore constantly. I mean, yes, it does have that, but there is a well-put story in place that you can easily follow along, which is nice. Uh, Very cool. I'm 30-plus hours into this thing. I'm in the final section of the game, so that can tell you that, yes, it it is easier (laughs) than a lot of Souls and Bloodborne-type games out there, considering that I can... I'm going to beat this game and I've already been spoiled on sort of the alternate endings that you can get because one of the mechanics is, do you lie? Are you going to tell people the truth or are you going to lie your ass off in the game? And there's like a painting in Geppetto's little office where you can see uh, how like the nose is protruding out of the painting. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure how that's going to affect a particular ending. Between lying and uh, telling the truth, but uh, what's clear as day is the more you try to act human, does attribute to some sort of act in the ending. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I expect I'll be met with like some choice uh, with the way the the game's going. the The plot is pretty pretty rad. Where Geppetto and his associates uh, created these lifelike puppets, right? And uh-huh. uh, the puppets became essentially sentient somehow. <laughs> and then there was an uprising. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. However, as you play, you, re- you, you, uh, it's, it's sort of realized that, uh, during this time, there's also a plague going down from whatever evil mastermind there is. And he's like a mad scientist deal. And the, energy of the world like a resource is called ergo and he's manipulating this energy source to try to find some sort of eternal life situation also kind of mimicking uh, the puppets and so when the puppet uprising happened you you everyone there's a lot of things that are just like oh the puppets were um just just killing humans when Maybe it's deeper than that and it's not so cut black and white, right? It's, okay. It's, yeah. It's got a, it's got a cool, very cool story to it. Uh, throughout all that. Uh, I like where the game's heading, um, with this, the level designs and the atmosphere are really cool. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of just different ways to play. And the actual difficulty of the game is set with kind of how you want to play with your weapon. Uh, I went with a little bit of an easier <laughs> playing method where you can kind of tank your character through what's called motivity. That's just your strength. And <clears throat> I just really beefed up my a lot of my defensive stats. While if you want to play uh, in kind of a hard mode, you go through a technique stat. So it, you play closer to Bloodborne, essentially. Okay. Yeah. Uh, any questions mm. over lies of ple- li- lies of P? No, nope. no. Nope. I fucking love this game. Not really. Man. Yeah, I fucking love this game. I hope I can, I can beat it uh, this weekend, this long weekend that's ahead. Uh,
1: oh I, yeah. Which reminds me, yeah. tomorrow is Canadian Thanksgiving.
0: Yes, it is. Happy, happy, thankful day.
1: <laughs> happy Thanksgiving, eh? mm. yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Um, maybe Liza P is my game of the year right now. I, I still need to play through Final Fantasy 16, more Armored Core 6, but, you know, from what I've, let's see, what have I, uh, yeah, I think, I think right now it's my game of the year, just strictly on the fun factor part of it.
1: Thanks. Yeah,
0: it's, um, I haven't been this immersed Yeah, you know what, I, you know what I think it is, Colin? Because obviously, I love like Dark Souls and Bloodborne type games, but they're so hard (laughs) for me. So, the fact that I can actually find a way to play and make it easier for me (laughs) uh, is the (laughs) enjoyable factor. Gotcha. So, all right, I'm going to play a drop and we can get through our games here. Okay. Not sure why I wanted to play the gradius music, but I did anyways. Colin, why'd you choose this? The well, theme, anyways.
1: Halloween's coming up, so we need some scary games on here. And I thought, it, I thought it'd be interesting to showcase some games that can scare you even when you're armed to the teeth. Because I remember back when I talked about the first Descent game a long time ago... That seemed like an interesting concept for a future topic, and thought maybe there were other games like it out there. Can you guys think of any, besides what we're covering here?
0: Um, I, I mean, for one of them, Doom really comes to mind, but I, I... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, when it comes to the other, it's kind to me, it's, I guess, System Shock, in a way, but not really.
1: That makes sense.
0: Yeah, that's uh. Yeah, I was thinking like a...
1: Doom could count as another such game, but we've already covered all the all the Doom games old enough to be considered on here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And exactly.
1: Trying to think of some others. I mean, we already I did mean, the first Half Life.
0: There's Wolfenstein.
1: You know, we could. Yeah, that actually, the first Wolfenstein 3D actually scared my brother when he was growing up. Right. And then he looked at it like twenty years later. he's like, what was I thinking back then? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, you always look back on what scared you out of ki- as a kid, and you're like, I don't know. Well, maybe I was a. Maybe I was just a little bitch. <laughs> 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 but man, I. I mean, shit. I've been having this recurring nightmare for the last couple of weeks, and I don't know why this popped into my head. Maybe it's spooky month, but. Uh maybe this is also the fact I'm a homeowner now. So maybe Joey you can relate <laughs> as well. Uh I'm in this house. I own it. I sleep in it, you know, the whole the whole deal. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: But it's clearly not my house, because I'm like, I don't own this uh the this like um three story building, <laughs> if you will, or <laughs> all these other aspects to a home. And um there's a rainstorm and like the second level bathroom is like totally flooded. Things are coming through the floor. Uh, I'm I'm screaming, "Oh no, help, help!" <laughs> like that's what terrifies me now is home damage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you paid a shitload of money for that place you you don't want to see it <laughs> collapse, right? <laughs> I'm
0: like, oh no, I'm ruined. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that. that That truly is what terrifies me (laughs) as an adult is the concept of destruction in my in my home. Uh, That's that's terror. Didn't no? it was um, I was talking with Kevin. He was talking about his basement flooding and and type stuff, especially when it rains. Uh, So, yeah, uh, similar, similar uh, scary (laughs) dreams, Joey, with your home or (laughs) other things. I know I know you broke your bathroom and that was broken for like nine months or whatever it was.
2: Yeah, that was. (laughs) Day two of when I moved in the house.
0: Yeah. Truly horrified.
2: Oh so, yeah, I don't have to have dreams about it. Things
1: just break. Ah yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I thought of a couple of other games that have that could fall under this category. There was uh Stalker, Shadow of Chernobyl. I ah, mean, uh,
0: we did play that, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's not exactly high octane, but you can be armed to the teeth and it'll still be scary. And there was also the part of the first Halo game when the Flood first appeared. I remember that, actually. Getting under my skin a bit. But that's all I can think of for now.
0: Alright, let's get into the first game, shall we?
1: Alrighty. First game is Half-Life 2. For PC, PS3, and Xbox 360. Developed and published by Valve released on the PC on November 16, 2004, and later re-released on PS3, Xbox, and PC in the Orange Box Compilation set on October tenth, two 2007. And I've already played this one, I remember getting it on physical CD way back in 2004-2005 for my birthday, and I was really confused when the installation program forced me to install Steam back when it was in its infancy. It's like, why do I need this other program just to play a game that's already bought and paid for? (laughs) So that's why it's nice that the orange box came out for consoles as well as PC. Uh, So you don't need Steam there. Yeah, yeah. And I did play it again in recent years on PS3. And (laughs) I think I like that experience better because when I played it before, the PC specs were pretty spotty at the time on the family computer. (laughs) So everything went smoother on PS3. So the plot is as follows. Taking place about 20 years after the first game, Gordon Freeman gets awakened by the G-Man and is dropped into City 17. (laughs) So ridiculous. G-Man. G-Man. Yep. He's dropped into City 17 on an earth that's been taken over by the Combine, which is an alien empire that spans across dimensions. And after running into Barney Calhoun from the first game, and with his help, and help from Alex Vance, and Gordon spends the rest of the game finding and aiding a resistance force in their efforts to overthrow the Combine. Now, the scare factor here comes from the various missions that have your back against the wall in terms of just how many enemies you encounter, and sometimes how insufficient ammo you have for them. Definitely the most famous is the Ravenholm level. Where it's pretty much a zombie horror stage with a shitload of head crab zombies coming after you the whole time and your best chance of survival is using the gravity gun to pull big saw blades off the walls and fire them at the zombies just cut them apart like dead space and another one is the first level with the ant lions which kind of plays out like the movie Trevor- tremors where you need to avoid walking on the sand Otherwise, these big insectoid monsters burst out of the ground and attack you. And this game is fantastic. I mean, gameplay is smooth as butter. The, The graphics are great. I mean, they've aged really well for a game that came out in 2004. And the game has more music this time around than the previous game, but that's not a bad thing makes the action set pieces more exciting and I can't say enough good things about the sound design I mean all the gunfire and the explosions and I really like how when the combine soldiers die you can hear a heart monitor flatlining it's always a nice way of indicating that you've successfully killed them
0: (laughs) always a good indication
1: (laughs) yeah Although you'd think the combine would have a better survival instinct. I mean, in the beginning of the game, you can kill how many of them with nearby explosive barrels? That's that's how you kill a lot of them in the in the first hour or so. Just blow up explosive barrels, send them flying. Right. And the game always finds creative ways of forcing you to use your use your noggin to get through different areas, like some areas you need to jump on top of a train to get across the tracks. In other areas, you're piloting a hovercraft with a machine gun. And other times, like I mentioned before, you gotta walk on objects on the sand instead of the sand itself. It's just a really fun game overall. What did you guys think?
2: I think it was a great game.
1: I love it.
0: You think awesome. Half Life 2 is a great game.
2: Yeah, Where right now, do you shocking. get off
0: with that controversial opinion?
2: Uh, it's shocking, dude. I know. <laughs> Some people might say it's like half a game because it's half a life, but you know what? <laughs> I think that two there makes it whole. It's a complete game. It's good. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, but half of two is one.
2: Yeah, but then half a life is also half a life.
0: Hmm. I don't know if this checks out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I never played episode two though, but I did beat episode one, and I think Lost Coast. So I but, haven't yeah. played Lost Coast yet. I played this game a lot. So
0: what's Lost Coast?
2: Uh, they're like well,
1: expansions or extra levels or. Yeah, I think it was like in a level that didn't quite make it into the game, but they released it anyway as a side thing. Hmm. I don't know.
0: Well, this was uh this was the game that uh ever so let's see, it came out just under a year before I moved to Germany in high school and when we got to the village that we 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 lived at for uh, just over a month. There was quite a few people with laptops that had Half Life Two, and everyone was playing it and taking turns. So that was my kind nice. of first experience with the game, was in Germany. And then uh, I don't know if they did this on purpose, but um, for some reason the game like changed languages on them, but I think I think that was just a couple kids fucking with everybody. So they just changed the language on purpose. I'm pretty sure that's what they did. But uh, who knows? Maybe it was a feature built into the game. Uh, I doubt it had location abilities in 2005. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, hey, when you're dealing with a bunch of teenagers, <laughs> kids are more gullible back then, but... Uh... I don't know if I like this more than the first one. I mean, it's clearly well made. It's well thought out. I'm not into I'm certainly not into the lore of this game at all. I have never really grasped onto it as uh, as much. Gesundheit. I heard that. Who was that? That was me. Joey, I'm coughing. You're sneezing crazy. But
1: Uh, now all I need is to keep belching and the whole trifecta is complete.
0: Yeah, belch and fart and whatever. Other nonsense? Yeah. Uh, the did, did, Am I crazy with, with thinking that this is less puzzle-heavy than the first one, and it was more first-person shootery?
1: Yeah, I think I agree with that. Okay. There's definitely more emphasis on the action.
0: Yeah, because in a way, I liked it, because the first one had some really annoying puzzles and level design while this one was much more much more cleaned up in that regard but i did miss having the puzzle aspect to it
1: i can see that yeah i mean they they did some physics puzzles like in early in the game you have to stack a bunch of cinder blocks on one end of a big lever thing to be able to jump a gap
0: right so when's half-life 3 coming out
1: good fucking question
0: <laughs> sure that's never been asked before
1: yeah the whole running joke of valve can't count to three
0: um so I was reading this and then uh, I, so I, I was reading the wiki and I came across a, uh, a story about half life 2 it was about this german dude who like stole the game essentially and started giving it oh, people. Man. And you can read the whole uh, news story from German newspapers that covered it at the time. But this dude was sentenced. Uh he was like f- fucking arrested on the news and shit. <laughs> like the FBI oh, shit. even like nailed him <laughs> to an extent. And like he didn't go to prison, but he got he got reamed hard by authorities <laughs> for, for stealing oh, man. stealing like the code the code of the game. It was like the uh the source code. It'd be the source code gotcha yeah thought that was a a fun story to read anyways man
1: you'd think valve were nintendo in that moment
0: i don't know i don't recall nintendo getting the fbi involved
1: (laughs) wouldn't surprise me if they did though yeah they're pretty draconian when it comes to piracy
0: yeah. So, what is, what is the heavy like difference that people like about this compared to the first one? So, I was trying to think of put put like Joey. What what was your mindset when when playing this compared to the first game?
2: Uh, I mean, obviously, way better graphics. Well, yeah. Uh, that thing was longer. So I don't know. I like this one more than the first one. But I played this one first before I played the first one. So. See,
0: that's that seems to be a lot of a lot of. Uh, consensus is a lot of people played this before the first one because this is the one that got it popular
2: because it came in the
1: orange box right and that's how i got it yeah (laughs) yeah I, i played the original when it before this one before it came out i mean of course it helped that i had a cousin who actually had it so and I had read about it in PC Gamer magazine beforehand, and it looked cool. So,
0: right. Well, was I was to... I was fucking around with a bunch of mods. I was that's what I was having fun with. It was all the all the ah, yeah. like hacks and mods that you can just throw in the game randomly. Uh, every enemy explodes, kind of situation. Uh, every gun has <laughs> infinite ammo, and you're just going around. Duh, 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 duh. <laughs> <laughs> it felt yeah, yeah it, it felt seems... like I was putting cheat codes in like it was 1993
1: again <laughs> yeah it seems to be where people have been having the most fun with uh with the, the half-life games over the years with Gary's mod and all that good shit
0: yeah 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 um god there's three like sequels to this with episodes didn't know that okay
1: yeah yeah. Yeah, Half Life Two, Episode One and Episode Two, and then they canceled Half Life Three.
0: Well, of course they canceled Three. Half Life Three's coming out
2: eventually. Come well, out it came bit. out. It's Half Life Alex.
0: I don't know about that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. But um, I'm not holding my breath.
0: Um I guess the like vehicles you can get really stood yeah. out to oh, me. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah, that that is a big uh, addition from the first game.
0: I wasn't I wasn't expecting that to be honest. I thought it was just going to be something along the lines of like well the first one where you're just kind of in a facility the whole time, but they really expanded uh this one much more clearly.
1: Yeah, it's like everything's yeah, bigger, say. better,
0: more action—kind uh, of everything you want in a sequel. So,
1: yeah, I you're, you're don't have much else to say about it.
0: Personally.
1: Yeah, I can't really think of anything either. It's just more Half-Life, bigger, better, bigger, <clears throat> bigger, and better in basically every every possible category. So, easy pass. Yeah, yeah, it's, Easy Pass
0: uh, without question. Uh, okay, the second game, Mr. Colin.
1: Yes, and this will be more niche than the other than Half Life.
0: What? Oh, you're crazy.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where do you get off?
1: Yeah, just the way I am, I suppose.
2: Okay. All right.
1: All right. So it is Descent Two on PC and PlayStation. Damn right! Mm-hmm. Developed by Parallax Software and published by Interplay. Released on PC-DOS in North America on March 13, 1996, and PlayStation in North America on March 1997, and in the EU in mid-2007, according to Wikipedia. On a side note, did you know that Parallax Software went on to become Volition, the guys behind the Saints Row series?
0: I did not know the that. The more you
1: know. Neither did I until recently.
0: Thank you, Reading Rainbow.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Boy, that's and a deep cut. I haven't thought about that in a long time. <laughs>
1: oh my god. Wasn't The More You Know an NBC thing, though? Yes. Yeah. For some
0: reason, I associate that with reading Rainbow.
1: (laughs) Well, it has a star with a rainbow uh, trail. So. Right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. 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 That and Lightbright, all kind of that same era. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) All right. So, Descent Two, fucking rules. I love this game.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. This game is basically an expansion of the first game, much like Half Life Two, with new robots, new weapons, and new levels. Uh, le- levels were
0: not levels were not annoying mazes uh, the music <laughs> is fucking incredible mm-hmm. I love the music in this Joey agree you agree right?
2: not too bad but I th- you say weren't mazes I thought this game felt like you were playing inside the Windows 96 screensaver with the maze
0: <laughs> well okay yes maybe <laughs> You but might be like onto that. something there in your three-dimensional space.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I like that movement was all over. It wasn't just like up and down, left and right, that you could right. go everywhere. Like I was surprised.
0: You could do the things. I played the PlayStation yeah. version, and I had a ton of fun. Uh,
1: yeah, I was going to ask if you yeah. played PC or PlayStation. No, I
0: saw it had a PSX version. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> I'm doing <laughs> it. And the music yeah. holds up incredibly well. Um Look. The guide bot, Colin. The guide yeah. bot.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna mention that it's uh, it's a little something that's optional for the player. I mean, no, you...
0: not optional. Mandatory. <laughs> guide bot rules. Guide bot is what made this game. If there was no guide bot, I might I might consider failing. Might consider <laughs> failing. Guide bot is my best friend. Uh, he yeah. tells me where to go. He tells me. Uh, that I am handsome and very smart. <laughs> I really like the compliments. No, that's not just in my head. Uh, guidebot uh, took me to uh, the boss The boss fights. I got to two of them. Um, uh-huh. I'm not sure how much into the game that is. I'm sure it's not very long, but... Uh, it's got... I-, I thought the controls were very smooth. The guidebot was very helpful into me getting to my destinations, which is very nice. Maybe there's a mod that you can get GuideBot into uh, Doom, because GuideBot also (laughs) involves helping me find keys, uh, secret areas that isn't uh, bullshittery of just getting lucky to shoot a particular wall. It's actually made well to get to those uh, aspects. (laughs) Um, Compared to the first one, I thought the health drops were way better and how the enemies wouldn't just fucking fire at you from behind constantly.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the nice thing about the guidebot is that it's trapped behind a destructible door. So players who want the challenge of doing everything on their own, they can just fucking leave it there and do the level by themselves.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know what heathen and monster would leave guidebot behind. He's my buddy. <laughs>
1: yeah. And for those unfamiliar with the first game, you, the way it's played is you fly around in a fighter-type spaceship and inside various mines throughout the solar system and fight through hordes of killer robots to reach the reactor core of each mine and blow it up and then escape before the whole mine collapses on you and the movement is very unique in that you can move in all directions including up and down which opens all kinds of possibilities for level design exploration and combat and where the scare factor comes in is that you're in a confined area of tunnels, which creates a feeling of claustrophobia, much like doom. And quite often, robots will spring from around corners and attack you, or even get warped in in certain little, certain little grids. That, And I really like the sound effect that it does when, when that happens. And in other cases, when you find a colored key, hidden doors will open behind you and several robots will come out and attack you at once. Plus, the designs of some of the robots can be pretty intimidating. In particular, the bigger ones with the eye light that flashes back and forth. Now, the plot is as follows. After the events of the first game, the main character of that game attempts to dock and collect his reward, but the PTMC, which is the mega corporation that hired him for the events of the first game, decides, you know what? We want you to do more. Now either go do it or you don't get paid. Bunch of dicks. So the main character gets sent to another star system entirely and has to do the same shit as before. All told through actual cutscenes this time around.
0: Uh Ah.
1: Yeah, although the first game on PlayStation, the PlayStation version had actual FMV cutscenes, but the DOS version just had like a text on a screen with an, an image. So that was a bit of a standout for me. And I played the GOG version, and I had a bit of trouble playing it because first it was running too fast. Just the whole bobbing up and down motion of the ship was like really really quick, like I was a yo-yo, but I was able to look on some of the GOG forums and then remedy it by modifying some of the code in a CONF file in the main game folder. And then the mouse sensitivity was really low, and unfortunately I couldn't. It just made turning really sluggish. Unfortunately, I couldn't really remedy that. I tried, but failed. But the game was still pretty fun, regardless.
0: Yeah, I, I came across whenever there was, um, I don't know, ten or more enemies, or however I want to put it. Uh, it basically, if if the game got overloaded with en- enemies, I would have frame rate issues on the PlayStation version. It was few and far between, but it did happen um, enough where it was noticeable. Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty common for like disc games back then if they tried to overload the disc with so many assets on screen at once. That's how that would happen. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, uh, I'll give you an example. If, um, if you come across areas in Spyro in some of the Spyro games and there, you can see there's like four enemies on screen trying to do an animation action at the same time, <laughs> the game will just like fucking crawl.
1: <laughs> nah, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's what would happen yeah. here is you'd get like four ships or something trying to shoot at you at once and then you just go, "Uh, you just get this crawling feature that you're just like, ah shit."
1: <laughs> nah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, like you were mentioning before JD, the sound design and music in this game are fantastic. <laughs> FYI to those who play the GOG version, there's an option in the options menu for the music where you can switch it from the CD music to the MIDI music, which in my opinion is the true experience because that's the original track. I mean, I like the CD music, but the MIDI music is where it's really at for me. Now, one thing I found really annoying in, in one of the early levels is when you need to get the red key, it's blocked by a laser barrier and I spent a ton of time trying to find the wall panel to shoot in order to shut the barrier off cuz uh, that's one of the newer I thought mechanics about that but,
0: but guidebot
1: <laughs> yeah yeah but
0: you did you did not consider guidebot quick enough
1: <laughs> i did but i didn't realize that the panel to turn off the barrier is behind the barrier as well and how do you destroy it shoot it <laughs> It's so counterintuitive, it hurts.
0: No, you just you just got to brute force it. That's what I did throughout this whole experience.
1: <laughs> Where to, guidebot?
0: Over there, you got it. Pew pew, shooty shooty. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Everything must die.
1: <laughs> Pretty much, yeah.
0: <laughs> very much, it, very much into this game. This this hit me at a uh, at a good time because it's just uh, I'm into these just crazy long adventures right now, and this was this felt this felt like a straight up just pick up and play. And just turn the brain off, kind of deal. I was hardly engaged in like figuring things out and tactics. I was just, I'm gonna go in guns blazing.
1: Hell yeah! <laughs> the yeah. Doom approach.
0: Yeah, pretty much. It felt like and, Spaceship uh, Doom.
1: That's how I played it. Nice. All right. Yeah this this game is fantastic. the The gameplay is smooth as butter. The enemies are fun and scary and all the weaponry you can get is really cool like right your default weapon are these laser guns but you can also get a Vulcan cannon which is basically a mini gun. and there's the spread fire cannon which shoots out three balls of energy at once and each shot alternates between horizontal and vertical
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then there's the plasma cannon which is like rapid fire, shooting green balls at the enemies. I didn't get much further than like level three or four, but
0: all right, you got that's... kind of as far as I did, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And they added some new missiles to the the arsenal too. Like there's in the first game, you had concussion missiles and uh, homing missiles, and I think also smart missiles, but. In this one, there's also f- flash missiles, which temporarily blind the the enemy robots, and also guided missiles, where you just remote remote pilot them towards enemies. Oh yeah, do you guys did you guys also have trouble with that little uh, thief robot that steals your shit and then runs away?
0: He is an asshole, and you can't catch him.
1: Yeah, he's really hard to catch, but...
0: Uh,
2: maybe maybe he's a... in cahoots with Guidebot.
0: Hey! <laughs> Whoa! Be Guidebot. He would never hurt me. He would never um, do anything. If,
2: to, to, to uh, my progress. Maybe he would guide you to get him, but... I think they're in the cahoots. Guidebot's not quick like <laughs> me,
0: come on. Oh, man, Joey, I can't believe you would... I can't believe you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I... I would chase that guy everywhere, and eventually I would manage to take him out. Homing missiles were my best friend with him, but he takes so many fucking hits.
0: Yeah, I would give up. I was like, F- this fucking guy again, and then he'd go off. I'm like, I can't catch this guy. Yeah. I, got, I got no time for this.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then when you go off to do something else, he'll he'll come back to you.
0: Yeah, even if you get him, your he's still again. coming.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yep. All right. Pass.
1: Easy pass. Pass.
0: Okay, so the two games were Half-Life 2 and Descent 2. My grades. My favorite one is... Personally, I like Descent 2 more, but uh, obviously I recognize that Half-Life 2 is a way better game. Um, (laughs) I'm giving them both A's. Big high A grade.
1: Nice
2: um half-life 2 is better game i'm giving that one an s and i'll give guidebot an a yes
0: (laughs) back on back on with guidebot (laughs) Um,
2: maybe he would get an S if he wasn't in cahoots Uh.
1: (laughs) yeah i i liked half-life 2 a little more just by a very narrow margin but I'm gonna be very generous today and give both of them asses.
0: Ooh, okay. So that leaves Half-Life Two with an S and Descent Two with an A. Look at that! Two good games from Carlos.
1: Clearly make up for my two abysmal games last time.
0: Well, oh yeah, double F. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Oh man. Yeah, so clearly Joey is going to follow this up with two awesome games that he totally chose.
2: Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Totally.
0: (laughs) All right, Spooky Month continues. Guys, this was fun. See you next time. Bye.
1: Bye now.